Yes, it's a Science Patrol, your Ultraman podcast. And now the hosts of Science Patrol, Rich Conroy and Pat Rooney. Hello and welcome to the 12 Days of Ultraman 2023, day one here on the Science Patrol, yeah, your Ultraman podcast. With me, as always, is the man who just got his Christmas list completed with cornmeal, gunpowder, ham hocks, and guitar strings. It's our very own Yukon Cornelius, Patrick Rooney. Hey, everybody. How are you? There you I, go. That list, I don't even want to go anywhere near. Yeah, that's what he <laughs> get, went into town for. Okay. That's what he was. He wanted to go into town to get cornmeal, gunpowder, ham hocks, and guitar strings so he could go look for peppermint. Okay. I guess. Yeah. Oy. Yeah. I've said, I always said if I had a... If I had a if I ever put a solo album out, it would be called Cornmeal Gunpowder Ham Hocks Guitar Strings. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, we uh, didn't do a uh, festival, uh, sorry, 12 Days of Ultraman last year because we didn't have time. Well, because our schedules aren't the same anymore, right. we have to try to plan these things well, well, well in Which advance, we didn't. Which we didn't. Right. So, this take, year. This year, we, we did. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> So this was done a long time ago. You're hearing it on Boxing Day. By the way, please make sure you leave out some cookies and liniment for Manny Pacquiao. So that's, <laughs> that's very important. Fair enough. Yeah. I see. Look at that modern sports reference. Yeah, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say the ghost of Sugar Ray Leonard, but I'm not sure if he's dead. I don't think he is. But that's he might be by now. By now. There's, there's, a good, there's, a, there's a good lead up time to this there's episode. There's time. <laughs> yeah. There's still time, Sugar Ray. There's still time. Uh, so we're going to talk about what is widely considered the one of, if not the worst, Ultraman series. Ultraman Powered, or Ultraman The Ultimate Hero. Yes. Now, you're saying it's the worst. Worst and or widely considered the worst. Widely considered the worst. I didn't think it was awful. I didn't think it was good. Yeah, that's the thing. Is it's, it's not great. Right. And it's not... It's not exciting. <laughs> it's very not exciting. It is. It sure was a show. <laughs> it was a show that happened. <laughs> there were things. <laughs> and there was an Ultraman. It was an event <laughs> on television. <laughs> let's let's talk a little bit about the show. Um, it is Tokusatsu show, co-produced by Major Havoc Entertainment. Later renamed Stepstone Entertainment and Super Eye Productions, the United States in 1993, running for 13 episodes. 13 episodes, Rich. How are you going to do the 12 days of Grimble? Just put, we're doing two today. It's very simple. Yeah, it's not, not, not. We can do these things. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. Math. It's math. <laughs> Following in the footsteps of the Australian produced Ultraman Towards the Future, this Which was the yep, second live action Ultraman series produced outside of Japan, the 11th entry in the franchise overall. Fair enough. Despite being produced in the show, uh, despite being produced in America, the show has never been broadcast in America. Really? Yes. Do you blame them? It's terrible. <sighs> Again, who would? But if you watch one episode of this, one episodes, one episode, a single episode, a single episode. Yeah. If you watch one of these and weren't at like me, I did, I, I don't think so. Yeah. Um, but. Oddly enough, it was released on home video on December 16th of 1993 and aired on Tokyo Broadcasting System from April 8th to July 1st in 1995. So, yes, made in America, aired in Japan. What the hell's going on? (laughs) Now, I'm going to bring to you the question that I asked just before we started. Yeah. What were you doing in 93? Do you have any concept of any recollection? All right, well, let's see. I graduated college. 92-ish. 92-ish. Mm-hmm. Maybe spring of 93. Maybe. I don't remember. It took me f- four and a half years. It took me five. Not a problem. Yeah. I'm, uh, oh, there's no shame in it. I'm just trying to do the time schedule. I got you. So I might have been just out of college at this point. Okay. Um, and uh, heard about it because I was still, you know, I was into this and I knew that there was other Ultraman stuff. And my friend Greg was like, oh, they're doing an American one. And, and you could, we were all excited, and, and then nothing happened. I got you. I got you. <laughs> so, okay, what are you going to yeah, do? Yeah. April 8th, 1995 to July 1st, 1995. In Japan. That, in Japan. That's the only, time, it's the only place it's been aired, Bad. That's it. <laughs> I, can't, I don't think they've even put this up on, like, 
You know, you see that the, that uh, the shout factory. No, the shout factory wouldn't air it because they don't have the rights to it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, oh, okay, <laughs> sure. And you could tell that this was filmed in the early '90s. Oh yeah. Because the suits, the theme song, the theme song, wee the wee hair, wee wee the wee makeup, wee. every bit of it. Yeah. Screamed '90s. Yeah. They're like super high tech. Uh, group that they're like, let me send you this video, and it's like three frames a second. <laughs> You're like, come on, they did it better in the 60s, they just showed the thing. <laughs> You'd have to put a terrible filter on it. Oh, well. I know. I know. Although the costume designs are vastly considered impressive. Uh, yes, the costumes were very impressive. The action is quite downplayed compared to other installments of the Ultraman series and consisted mostly of the actors nudging each other using attacks <laughs> involving special effects with minimal contact. Yes. They didn't For want to get... For two reasons. Go ahead. The costumes are fragile. Right. Right. Makes sense. And since it was an American show, they couldn't show the hero punching somebody. True story. Really? Yep. Okay. Yeah, because it's for kids, so we can't show the physical altercations. Oh, they can shoot lasers at each other, and oh. yeah, they can throw, do a couple of judo throws. Oh, yeah. God, that's annoying. Yeah. I didn't even think of that. Yeah. Stupid, huh? I, mean, I, I get the fact that the suits are fragile. Yeah. Okay, that's fine. I'm good. Yeah. Suits in Star Trek were fragile. We had flips all over the place, but that's besides the point. But again, you had Lucy money backing that up. Fair. Right, fair. This has this has Nobu Subaraya money bagging up, which wasn't that much. Um, and um, okay, it's fine. Um, again, created by Subaraya Productions and Stephenson Entertainment, starring Kane Kosugi, uh, Harrison Page, Sandra Geeboard, Robin Biley, Rob Roy Fitzgerald, and Scott Rogers. If you've ever heard of anybody but the lead. Uh, if you haven't heard of anybody with the lead, now you know why, because I don't think they've done much else. I've never heard of any of them. Okay. Before or after. You remember uh, Enter the Ninja, right? No. Any of those ninja movies from the 80s and the 90s with uh, Sho Kosugi? No. Really? You missed the whole thing of ninja stuff? Yeah. Wow. Okay, well, anyway. He was the bad college. guy in, like, all of them. Okay. Like, and he was the bad ninja guy who was... Constantly thwarting the you know white guy hero who somehow became a ninja. Let's talk about whatever. Skip that part. But Shokasugi is is widely you know widely associated with ninja films. Okay. Kane Kasugi is his firstborn son, I believe. Okay. Right. That makes more sense. Yeah. Okay. Fair so, enough. So now he has also been in a bunch of different stuff that is Tokusatsu related. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. He is. Um, let me see. Is uh, let me see here. Um, his real name is Takeshi Kasugi. Okay. He's the son of martial arts film star Sho Kasugi. In Japan, he's considered Gaijin Tarento foreign talent due to his Nisei second generation foreign born heritage. Okay. Okay. He's 48 years old, born in Los Angeles. Um, 48 now? Yeah. Okay. No, not in the show. He looked great for 40. That's what I was saying. I'm like, wait a minute, what? What a great looking kid. Jeez. Because <laughs> he was about 18 then, because this was yeah. 30 years ago. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Um, but he has done um, Ultraman the Ultimate Hero. He also played the English dub voice for Ultraman Great in the, or Ultraman Powered in the Absolute Conspiracy and Ultraman Regulus First Mission. Ah, so he does the voice. He does the voices. Yep, yep. Okay, that's fine. Great. He's also uh, in Revenge of the Ninja, The Master, Nine Deaths of the Ninja, Pray for Death, The Fighting Kings, One and Two, uh, Ninja Sentai Kaku Ranger, which sure. is like a Power Rangers thing. Sounds like it. Okay. Yeah. Um, he's in Godzilla Final Wars. Oh, really? Uh-huh. Uh, let's see. Um, Legend of Saint Dragon. Sure. Yeah. Um, he's in a bunch of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the Kamen Rider revised Battle Familia. Sure. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> you betcha. <laughs> you betcha. First actor who has portrayed an Ultraman, Super Sentai Ranger, and Kamen Rider. Okay. There you go. It's that the EGOT sense. of Tokusatsu <laughs> cinema. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he was in a Godzilla movie. I was going to say he didn't get that, but yes, he, he was. Did. 
Now all he has to do is show up and when they, they reboot Gamera and we're all set. <laughs> but, um, hang on here. Come on, come on, come on. Where is it? Okay, so we're going to, um, go ahead. Do yeah. what we're getting there. <laughs> no worries. 13 episodes, 25 minutes, uh, time frame. Uh, so the members of Winner, W-I-N-R, Respond when uh, members of the alien Baltan race attack Earth in the first episode. But the Baltans really fended off when a giant alien, Ultraman Power, joins with the winner member, Kenichi Kai, and gives him the power to metamorphose into... Metamorphose? That's okay. Into Ultraman in times of danger. <laughs> uh, so at the uh, end of the first episode, Ultraman declares that the Baltans were not completely defeated, but he will remain on Earth to continue the fight. Of course he will. Yeah, well, why wouldn't you? Of you know, course. that's nice. He won a series. You can't just say, okay, you beat them all, see you later, goodbye. <laughs> that's called a movie. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what do you know? Who would have thought? Now I'm just trying to see if there's any sort of, um, oh yeah, episodes. Look at that. There you go. This one is on a mission from M78. Is, is that what it's called? That's what it's called. That's what I wrote it down as. Weird, because I don't, I don't think this this has a title in it on this one at all. That's oh yeah, another. Yeah, I'm, I'm an idiot. Sorry. That's okay. Yeah, no I, I you know I went to the I went to the T-Mobile yesterday because I didn't couldn't get access mobile data. Right, I remember you were right? saying. Okay, so I went and the guy goes, "Sir, you have mobile data turned off," and I went, "Oh, I'm an idiot." And he goes, "I wouldn't say that." I'm like, "Not out loud, you wouldn't. That would be rude." <laughs> <laughs> she thought that was quite funny. Okay. So, on a mission from M78, known in Japan as the Silver Pursuer. Okay. Sure. Ooh, we got alternate titles, Pat. 4-8 of 1995, directed by King Wilder. Written by Ito Kazumori. Viewer rating is 5.4%. That's even worse than a lot of the Leo. You is not kidding. A mysterious spacecraft enters orbit just beyond Earth's moon, and it launches three pods towards the planet surface. Fair enough. One of them is interrupted by the winter team, who determine its extraterrestrial composition is similar to certain Earth insects. Soon they detect the craft from uh, which the pods were launched and attempt to destroy it using their satellite defense systems. However, uh, they are thwarted by another fast-moving UFO. Makes sense? Of course not. Of course. High and young are sent to pursue the UFO when it enters the Earth's atmosphere when Captain Edland and Rick Sanders uh, investigate the disappearance of two police officers who are reporting seeing a lot of eyes in a downtown warehouse. Which, these cops. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Keystone cops Jeez, were more professional than these two morons. <laughs> I loved a couple things. One, money was spent on the headquarters. Yes. Yes. It's two and levels. Money was also spent on getting the ship out of the base. Yeah. In the next episode. The ship's good looking. Ship's good looking. Next episode, when they actually have the aircraft carrier go out of the base. That was great, too. Looks great. Yeah. Money was spent on that. Money was spent on building the set. Give them all of that. Yeah. Doesn't look great. No, I'm, but it's shot on video, and you understand that. But I can tell you, we're going to talk in a minute about where money was not spent and how. Exactly. So, exactly. Um, Edlund and Sanders discover the presence of a single insectoid alien in the warehouse and pursue it on foot in one of the most uh, lackadaisical chase, foot race chases in television I history. figure out. How they were chasing them and walking at the same time. It's if like you're... don't trip, whatever you do, because you don't want to rip the suit. We only have one, and the, the epaulets, all the everything that's supposed to look like protective equipment, just looks, looks like it's pillow padding, mm-hmm. right? Very, like, very, very flimsy. Yeah, it all looks like it's made out of decorative pillows. <laughs> <laughs> and the helmets. Can we talk oh, about the helmets? God, so those they have... were. <laughs> they have goggles on them, right? Right. And flip, flip, flip down interior goggles. But you have to pull them down. Yeah. We've seen that twice. <laughs> like, a little better to put, activate. 
They couldn't have like a button or a slide or anything. No, you have to reach in and pull them down. It's the least convenient thing. And they're ill-fitting. So yes. like there's a lot of like where the guy's head's tilted back and he's looking down his nose like, well, where is it? Jesus. And I, I don't understand. When they were making these helmets, you got to figure we can only make them one size. Whether or not they fit you, we yeah. don't care. Yeah, I, my my theory is they must have put like there's got to be. You could adjust it with padding, like the hard hats we have, right? Are adjustable. Yeah, I don't, I don't and I don't mean that plastic thing inside helmets. Sometimes, especially props, they have. You know, when you buy... Padding on the inside. Yeah, yeah. Just <laughs> thank you. That's all you're saying, thank padding you. on the inside. No, but I mean, like, you take foam blocks... Yeah. Yeah, and you build it up inside, so it sits on your head like an actual functional piece of equipment. equipment. Yeah. yeah. There was not money spent on the helmets. At oh, all. no, they spent it. They just didn't spend it wisely. <laughs> True, they had to have the little thing. Yeah, they get, that's right. They were like, well, you know, I'd rather have them friggin'... Uh, Inconveniently the, pulled down a visor than anything else. I'd rather have goggles than helmets that didn't wibble wobble when you walked around. Sure. <laughs> Meanwhile, uh, so Kai and uh, what's his what's her nose goes and investigates the uh, the crash of the unidentified object. Right. And he he's like, I'm going down. And she's like, What? Seriously? And he's like, Yeah. Now here's another problem I have with the whole uniforms. None of the girls tie their hair back. No, like it's just flowing just flowing over. out, so you know that they're girls. <laughs> like. You have to know that. Well, they're not form fitting. They're not form fitting <laughs> uniforms. They could be anybody in there. <laughs> and that's another. Oh yeah, here it is. Costume design: Dumpy Sanderson. Like <laughs> that's another one of those. Those are close enough to fit everybody. Good enough. One yeah. size fits most. That's yeah. what we need. Could we have a belt to cinch it in the middle? Nah, no. you're fine. <laughs> Jump suits. That's what they're for. Jump in and suit up. <laughs> and suit up and you're good enough. Yeah, so, oh, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's right. So, uh, meanwhile, inside the chamber of brilliant light, Kai is just told by a disembodied voice that his help is needed in order to defeat the Baltans, the aliens who launched the pods and are now beginning an invasion of Earth. Now, Dude. do you figure that that was just in headspace, that little red wobbly thing that he was going through, kind of? Sort of good enough? Yeah, I mean... I don't think the concept of headspace actually existed at the time. Like, oh, so I think it was just far enough down in the hole that she couldn't hear what was going on because okay. the light was so bright. Okay, sure. Right? Like, uh, yeah, okay. Exactly. Boy. So Yeah, exactly. So that was that was young. That's who that was. Uh, Kai and Young. Um, also, I don't understand, and maybe we'll know the significance at some point, how, why everybody has a different color label. For their well, I couldn't figure that out either. I enjoy the fact that they're all labeled. Right, I mean, so you can tell them apart real quick, which is nice. Let's be honest, they do that in Japan too, we just can't read them. <laughs> <laughs> many, in many instances, we can't read them. In most instances, we yeah. can't read them. That hurts us. I just remember, like, in Ultraman, was it X? Tachibana. And you're like, yes. It's okay, good. Thank you. <laughs> Thank, Thank you. you so much. <laughs> Thank you so much. Um, so... Uh, uh, Edlin and Sanders meet with this uh, with this Balton, and uh, he fires on them. Sanders fires on them. When the smoke clears, a single gigantic alien stands before them. Right now, Edlin and Sanders do their best to stop it. They shoot bazooka at it and whatnot. Uh, but it takes the timely arrival of a gigantic silver and red alien. So, go ahead, go ahead. Yep, <laughs> yep. Here's where the money was not spent. Not at all. Buildings. <laughs> buildings. These buildings are cardboard. Yes. Like literally they cardboard. They look very bad. You know why? Because they're bad. They're they're bad. bad. They look You're bad and they wrong. should feel bad. <laughs> yes, sir. You're not wrong. I watched a video last night on um, on YouTube uh, discussing Ultraman Powered because I figured oh, a little, little insight uh, couldn't hurt. hurt. Exactly. Um, it, it's by Zagordian. Zagordian. Uh, it's, it's called Ultraman Powered 1995. Uh, the Unfortunate Hero. <laughs> oh, God, no. <laughs> so I'm going to link to that in the show notes. 
There you go. And um, it, 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 he also talks about there's a there was a site at one point called Ultraman DX. I'm having a hard time finding it. That had a whole segment on this. Like apparently the the, the original producers were uh, soap opera producers. So like uh, okay, I could yeah, see that. I like could the, see that. Explains why all the women turn with the hair moving. You know? Yeah, well, I mean, nobody's got a ponytail. <laughs> Nobody has anything functional. You have floofy hair. You have to show off the floofy hair. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> so it is the nineties. Yeah. So Ultraman lands, and the the fight is completely silent, and it's not a fight. No, they're just pushing each other. Exactly. Uh, no, Ultraman, uh, the ultimate pusher. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, you, uh, mom. <laughs> it's it's it is full on a. Third, uh, second grade uh, pushing fight, like playground altercation. Yes. The yes. only the thing I did like was when they flew through the city or up and down the one street they have built. <laughs> and he broke. It is so blatantly one friggin' scene. street. Oh yeah, that's it. Absolutely. Okay, we see Ultraman get pushed into a building. That was all right, fine. Um, but it's only that one street, and they put that same building. Back in the same place again, so that way they didn't have to or worry. That's about an it. earlier shot. I don't know. Maybe they're like, "All right, we're done with everything else. Push them into the building." But they blow through. They go past like a building, and it blows out all the windows. That was decent. <laughs> Boy, you and I have much different. <laughs> like that was something. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Even know if decent for what it was. It broke out the glass, and I, those walls were like. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Now, legend has it that the they Subarai saw this in the second episode, and they were like, "The hell are you guys doing?" It's like this buildings that they're made out of cardboard. They're like, yeah, they're cardboard. And they're like, "Oh no, this simply will not do." It's apparently, the next couple of episodes take place. If you saw the first episode. Yeah. The next couple of place uh, episodes take place outside. You'll notice, okay? Okay. Because they sent people from Subarai with props. <laughs> Over, like, you dumb, dumb dummies. Dumb you dumb dummies. Do not know what we do. Dummy, no, we don't. Dumb, dumb dummies. <laughs> Dummy, dumb, dumb dummies. I gotcha. Yeah. I gotcha. So, uh, I also noticed at one point that during, while Rick was in the airplane, his head is touching the cap. No, that's the next one. His head is touching the glass. Yes. How tall can he be? Not even that, but you just can't. It's a prop over the seat. <laughs> Lower the seat, raise the frame, do something. Put the girl on a phone book if you have to. <laughs> You're not wrong. You're not wrong. But oh God. I, I went with the, he's not that much taller than everybody else. So this plane can't be built right at all. This prop is not Again, realistic. It's, it's just a prop. You it's got you and me better. sitting in chairs with a frame around us. Yeah. That's it. That's all it is. And a piece of there's plexiglass no, there's no that would floor. hit my head. Right. So, like, you'd go, well, that, we got to make an adjustment for that. Just raise the plane up. Just a smidge. That's all it would take. Have her sit on a cushion. That's all it would take. Done and dust. Exactly. But anyhow, so uh, Alien Bolton fires energy blast like these really neat like reflect like they, that, that was, was a right. neat effect that like that wobbly effect. I figured that that was some sort of sonic effect. Yeah, because he was doing sonic things earlier. I'm like, sure. okay, he's sure. got some sort of weird. Sure. Sonic. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Now the the specium that this Ultraman shoots, snazzy. That was awesome. Yeah. I liked how it made it. Quick little X, yeah, and then best effect in the show, <laughs> right? That and the possibly only <laughs> the dissolving of the Bolton sure. was fine, awesome. But the fight, the push fight, the uh, uh, no, no, there's not even uh, because the director said, "Oh, we can't have him talk. His mouth doesn't move. People would be confused." Okay, you signed up on a show where giant men fight tall monsters. Yep. And and you're worried that someone's going to be like, well, that makes no sense. His mouth doesn't move. <laughs> but still makes the noise when he takes off. Yep. Oh, you guys are killing me. 
I'm watching now the Doom Patrol on. Oh, Max. I hear that's awesome. It's absolutely awesome. Brendan Fraser cursing. There's nothing better. Okay, sounds but good. The Brendan Fraser character is robot. Yeah, robot, and his mouth does not move at all. Right. And I'm like, okay, I'm in. I don't care. It makes sense, right? <laughs> um. Oh my God. There's completely. There's complete datas on uh, all of the people in Winter. Oh no! Don't. Oh, totally. It's amazing. Uh, please don't. Oh, no, God, I know. <laughs> but uh, oh. he is. I want to talk about. Uh, maybe we'll do like a. Everybody gets a spotlight. So let's talk about. Uh, let's talk this time about um, Kenichi Kai. Go ahead. Uh, Kenichi Kai is the officer of Winter. Um, and brief host for Ultraman Power. He also served as a field officer and occasional pilot for the winter team. Um, this transformation item says it's the Flash Prism, not the Beta Capsule. So they maybe said it's a, Beta maybe Capsule. Maybe they in changed the show. it in Japan when they dubbed it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Because it doesn't look like they would have been like, that's not the Beta Capsule. <laughs> kind of bilge water are you pumping here, you jerks? They specifically said Beta Capsule on the show. I know, and it's also kind of cool looking. It is. I was all kinds of happy with the the thing, and it's not a full... You didn't have the full transformation that we have now, where we got to do this, and then this, and then cha-cha. It's simple. (laughs) Press the button, raise your your hand, press the button, bang your Ultraman. Exactly. Shazam. Um, Yeah, and uh, let me see if there's anything here. Powers and weapons, yeah, we know that. Any trivia? He is uh, episode twelve is the first and only time that he transforms into Ultraman Power twice. Okay. Well, I mean, they, the Ultraman did tell him in. We'll say I'm going to say Headspace because that's the only way that. It yeah, it could be that he was only going to give him his power for three minutes and wouldn't control his mind. Right. Where I'm well, like, that's nice. That's nice of you. Yeah, but- it's very courteous. <laughs> Ultraman's very courteous. Oh yes. Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk about Powered Alien Bolton. Go ahead. Um, because, you know, that's what we do. Um, Got to find Powered Alter- Alien Bolton. Because, good grief, there's a lot of Ultraman the Ultraman Hero. There we go. Zoop. Um, he's great. They're great looking. They are the soup. Other than the clogs. <laughs> I was going to say. That. He goes walking that through like, oh, he's Dutch. <laughs> I was trying to figure out why in the world he would wear the Dutch wooden shoes. It made no sense. Well, in the original suit, he's got pointy shoes, right? But, like... But (coughs) you see that they are the actual, like, Dutch clogs. Now, they're probably not the original wood. Okay, fine. But they look ridiculous. Yeah, they do. No matter what you do with them, they look ridiculous. Maybe he's in competitive clog dancing. We don't know. Oh, good God. this whole world. Oh, good God, no. Right. It's just, it's pretty funny. Makes no sense. In certain material, Powered and Psycho Alien Balton were called Alien Balton uh, 7, I had two Roman numerals, and 8, despite their relation to the one from the world of Land of Light being unknown. Um, Oh, God, that's it. There's no trivia or anything. That's fine. That's fine. It it does look good. He's effective. They do the real... Yes, that I did like. Yeah, that was nice. And the the fact that he could kind of phase himself in to look yeah, like multiple, fun. that was kind of fun. But, but like it said, it, it, <laughs> the push. <it. laughs> and then, the, you know how you can tell it's not an exciting fight? Because the two dinguses on the ground are like, this is dull. They're, they don't, they're not like, oh they my God. They get out of the way. They're not like, they're pushing each other. We see them try to like, Dri- you know, they're driving around trying to get a, a f- footage of it. And Close. I don't know if they get footage of it, but it's just... It's, it makes no sense. It's terrible. It makes no sense. It's terrible. Like you said, the, the pushing fight, it, and it's slow. Oh, God. It's so God. bad. It's so bad. Like, <laughs> it's like fighting in a dream. When you get in an altercation in your dream, you're like... And you're just pushing each you other. Punch! That's the problem. You just pushing yeah. slowly. Some guy's beating the crap out of you, and you're like, uh, I'm 
punching through molasses. Uh. Now, <laughs> I'm going to give him credit for trying. Not going to... Didn't work out well. Nobody, like they say, nobody sets out to make a bad thing. Exactly. I mean, I'm, well, some people do, but it's not not that's on purpose. No, some people do set do things on purpose, but it's like eh, it's tongue in cheek, and they know it's supposed to be bad. Yeah, 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 like that. Like, okay, that's fine. Yes. You know, you, you're not. You know, like the lost skeleton of Cadavera was a movie that they shot intentionally to be a terrible movie. Okay. And it's terrible. It's not even good terrible. They just... Uh, I don't understand it. It doesn't... I know people who live and die by them, but they think it's fantastic. Okay. And I'm like, nope. <laughs> nope. Doesn't do a thing for old rich here. That's not funny. a thing. So, um, after this break, we, were go- we will talk about the second episode. Yeah, Attack Kemular from Behind. Well, well. All right. We'll be right back after this. Hello, and we'll be back. And we're back. Yeah. That's I, fine. Yeah. I put a little too much nog, Pat. That's what's <laughs> happening. Woo! Um, so, episode two of Ultraman Powered, or the Ultimate Hero, as it is known here. Uh, attack Kemular from behind. Yes. Um, sure. Uh, when Winter tries to ascertain the implications of the recent Balton attack and the appearance of the silver and red giant, farmers in a rural community begin reporting that their cattle have been disappearing. Okay. <laughs> okay. You have to have a hook. That's the hook. Sure. Okay. Yeah, fine. 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 That's that's fine. As good as any other excuse we've done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hi. Yeah. Yeah. And now, the, the other thing, and you could see that this Hummer... That's the new car of the day. Oh, yeah. My God, they're going to use a Hummer. That's right. And you're like, why wouldn't they? Yeah. I get it. If you can get your hands on one, you're sure. going to use one. So, okay. one of the things I loved is they, they open up with a news report, right? And the news shows footage of the monster fight, and it's like a two-camera shoot. <laughs> yeah. They're like, look at this. And you're like, how would you have footage of that? You wouldn't. Like, you couldn't have made it. Like, nope. it, <sighs> couldn't have done it. But you, that's where you just say, you know what? Okay, they're showing recaps. Okay, it's a bit good enough recap. I'm mm-hmm. not going to worry about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. So fine. Exactly. Uh, so uh, Rick Sanders is mentioned as Mick Sanders in the report. He gets bent out of shape about it. <sighs> uh, the um, winner then launches the mobile transport carrier, uh, a large roving command center, and discovers that the animal disappearances are being caused by a creature burrowing under the ground. Yeah. Uh, Beck determines that this creature is called Kemular, and that it first appeared in Asia 20 years ago. Hmm, fine. Hmm. Oh, I wonder why. Causing similar problems. Uh, so, uh, one thing I noticed, I was like, the, the, the winter planes are really cool looking. Yes. I give them the planes, I give them the carrier, the Hummer... It's an actual it's car. Yeah, it's fine. It's an actual car. Yeah. That's fine. It's just when you get to the battles, you're like, <laughs> oh, guys, no. So it was like, you wait 20 minutes for Ultraman to show up, and he's the least exciting part of the episode. <laughs> yeah, like, pretty much. Come on, we're going to, we're going to, I'm not so tired. He's like, Ultraman sleeping pants. He's like, oh, God, I don't want to just go. Just go. Stop. Stop it. Mom. <laughs> He's Ultraman. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Oh, no, stop it. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So uh, we we also meet like a a park ranger. I was going to say a night ranger. <laughs> But Sister Christian comes out. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, I only said Sister Christian because I cannot name one member oh, of the Night Ranger. No, no I can't name one of the guys in the band. Not a one. Don't help you. I'm not going to help you. Yeah. Because <laughs> I don't remember any of them either. Yeah, no. <coughs> I know two Night Ranger songs, and Don't Tell Me You Love Me was not going to help. <laughs> yeah. So he's. Uh, we see him driving through the woods, and this guy with what looks to be the sweatiest back in the world falls out of the woods. But it turns out there's some sort of goop on right, it. Some sort of yellow goop 
that they go to where this campsite is and find this yellow goop all over the place. Mm -hmm. And this is where it confused me, and maybe you can clear it up. Sure, I'll do my best. They come to the point that this yellow goop is sulfur saliva. Sure. It would have smelled at the campsite like sulfur. So it's not just me. Everyone's got seasonal allergies. That's the only thing I can think of. I don't know. <laughs> Everybody's like, I wish we weren't so stuffy. These woods are killing me. Sulfur would get through a seasonal. You'd be able to... What now, if you're I really can't... stuffed up, I don't know. I, <laughs> it really does get Or maybe the saliva is more diluted. Who knows? But... <laughs> Okay. The fact that like they don't know what it is, and this oh, park ranger. Hey, dude. Hello, you all right? All right. Landlord checking in. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the guy comes, and the, he just keeps touching it. Yeah. Like you don't know what that is. That could be alien boogers. <laughs> it could be. It could be the blob. <laughs> At this point, you should be able to have plastic gloves because they existed. Not only that, but everybody else is using a stick, putting it in glass. <laughs> He's like, what is it? Mm, tastes terrible, you know? I'm surprised he didn't lick it off the end of the stick. It came close. That's weird. It tastes like alien boogers. <coughs> God. We get a day for night shot at one point uh, when they're the ranger and what I think Rick is staying in the camp. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, that's nice. And uh, then I thought, oh, we get the daytime, and man, do those uniforms look terrible in the bright yeah. California sun. You need it to be dark for those uniforms. Yeah, and I mean pitch dark. <laughs> At least dark. Black screen, black screen. <laughs> That's the way they look best. If you can't see them. Yeah. Any light is a spoiler on that. It's just, they're awful. They're well, absolutely what I, what terrible. What I thought was great was, as they're in the dark, they kind of show you... That the suits kind of sparkle because they have little sparkles right. on them. What the hell is that? Why are we putting sparkles on a suit? <laughs> Do we have to bedazzle it now? Is that what we're doing? I understand it was the time, but it's just like a God, it's just costume designers are fabulous. <laughs> but dude, if there's an elite paramilitary team, that's fine. But they can still have some pizzazz. Thank you very much. You're like, all right. <laughs> Damn it, Lenny, you're a union. I can't let you go. <laughs> so, uh, the the monster comes out, like, shows these big uh, wing-looking things. Wingy things, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. And then its tail comes up, and so they're flying around. Um, it's, uh, what's her name? And it's, um, it's Young and Sanders flying in one of the winter jets. Sanders' head promptly pushed right up against the glass. <laughs> Instantly, of course. Yeah. Um, and the that he starts shooting at it against Captain's orders, which never comes up again. No, no. And I, I was confused as to how the Captain said ten different times, don't shoot, don't shoot, don't shoot, shot. No. What? Shoot? <laughs> <laughs> and, like, I'm surprised, like, you want him to be like, you can... Like, okay, so something happens to them, and they're like, you okay? He's like, are you okay? Nothing like, maybe you'll listen to me next time when I tell you to... No. Nothing. Nope. Can't have any of that. Nothing. No Can't. discipline. Nope. Nothing. So, <sighs> the tail comes up and starts shooting sulfurous, uh, stinky gas, right? Right. Which immediately goes into the cockpit, which begs the question, isn't it pressurized? <laughs> There's more gas... Inside the cockpit, then outside. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that same thing. I thought, last I checked, cockpits are pressurized. No, no. Okay. Okay. All right. They should have just opened up a vent window, like in the side, like, oh, that'll get it out. (laughs) Put on the outside air. (laughs) But right before that, and I have it written down as, oh, look, it's the Pat Rooney airborne bootlegger turn. (laughs) The plane just goes, (laughs) And I was like, oh, Pat had a hemorrhage watching this. <laughs> yep, I did. Yep, I did. I just looked at it and said, yeah, they had no idea about physics. They just used the prop. Okay, fine. Moving on. <laughs> well, I mean, at least you they show, like, air brakes. They sort of show an air brake thing going on. Like, look, I'm, I'm <laughs> at least somebody, like, look, we got to you can't. <laughs> you can't. You can't turn. You can't. Can I have a 20 minutes with the prop? Because I'm like, yeah, sure. So he puts, like, little things on it, and they, whoop, okay, fine. 
Like, at least they make an, an attempt, attempt to try to make it look somewhat realistic. Like, it wasn't. No. But I, that, they, and they, they do it twice in that episode. <laughs> and yes, my brain hated it both times. Yeah. Both. I'm sitting there going, nope, that doesn't work. Okay, move on. That doesn't work. Move on. Yeah. <laughs> now, we do get a really nice Star Destroyer crawl. <coughs> uh, Star Destroyer crawl. When the ship flies overhead, like their big command ship. Yes. And it looks that great. Awesome. That looks great. When carrier. it took off, it looked great. Like, you yes. know, blue sky and this and that. That was the prop that they yeah. put the money into in this episode. And the monster design in and of monster itself looks great. wasn't bad. Yeah. But now we get back to the... <laughs> how are we going to defeat the monster? Yeah. Well, there's they, they, they have bait, right? So... Oh. The hangar for the jet, they, they load the uh, Sanders and uh, what's young go into the jet, and they're waiting to take off. And that that hangar is ginormous. Exactly. It's so it's supposed to be but inside this ship. Talk about going, a waste uh-huh. of space, right? Absolutely. So like, You've never waste that much space in an aircraft carrier. But go ahead, because I've got so many notes. It's enormous. So many notes. <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> So they're lowering down bait of some sort in winch. There's my first note. Okay. Aircraft carrier normally doesn't have a winch. A plane doesn't have a winch. No, but, okay, look, I'm going to allow it for the simple fact that, like, normally they don't fly a plane. Planes do, yes, but, like, a big thing like that isn't supposed to be able to hover either. So, like, fine. Okay, you got a winch because maybe you got to lower stuff down or pick stuff up. Okay, fine. But the simple fact is, they, you know, they open up, like, something, they drop the winch down, and it sounds like... Like hurricane force winds. And their hair doesn't move. Oh, no, her hair's all over the place. It's just... (laughs) So... I'm like, okay, all right, all right, that's that's fine. But once the once the monster grabs it, right, like grabs it, and then sparks shoot out of every computer in the thing. Like this was unexpected. Wow! What did you think was going to happen when it grabbed the bait that you wanted it to grab? It's exactly what I said. I screamed. What did you think was going to happen? We didn't think that far ahead, clearly. <laughs> I don't know. You purposely got the bait, dragged it with the stupid Hummer, connected no, 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 it to the windshield. And then they connected to the windshield on the flipping aircraft carrier. Monster crabs it, everything goes off. What? Now the winch is stuck. <laughs> That's another thing. It's like, come on. <sighs> and then they're like, oh, we can't launch. The ship, the small ship inside the bigger ship, because right, it'll get smashed. And I'm like, "There's so much room." I didn't realize that it was a like, "Oh, we press the button and the floor disappears." And they just <laughs> drop. I'm like, okay, like it's a different way of launch because normally you launch out of a big long tube. You but know. That, that would work. Dropping the thing and letting it fly. Yeah, that's fine. Would work. Yeah. Yeah, you got to make sure you're ready too, because if they drop you and you're like, "What? Whoa!" Like, then you're on the ground. Yeah, that quick. Yeah, yeah. And then we uh, also see the world's uh, lowest speed car crash. Um, oh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> our hero, and that is gently touches a tree with the front of the Hummer. They're like, "It's rented. Don't <laughs> hit anything fast." <laughs> That's exactly where I want. We only have one of these. Do not damage it. This is a test drive. From what the dealership knows, we're taking a two-week test drive to shoot all this footage. Oh, God. Not a scratch. <laughs> Can we? No. Okay. Are we allowed to? No. Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> so, Ultraman Power shows up. The hikers are rescued. <coughs> um, so, Ultraman shows up and proceeds to pretend to wrestle with the of the monster, and the monster doesn't seem particularly bothered by it. Not at all. And bites the foot of the Ultra. Oh, yeah. Which, okay, I guess. Yeah, now you can see on his leg when Sanders was going to shoot at the a monster, there's uh-huh. a, there's a and he, you see, you see like a little explosion. You can see the the squib 
Oh, okay. I didn't see that. Yeah, it's real quick. You can see the squid okay. right, right before. Yeah, the the high definition helped with that. I guess. Yeah. I guess. Um, so, and then, yeah, he just kind of. Well, he he got the tangos with it a little. Pretty much again, this little battle. Not liking it. <laughs> but finally, he opens up the folds of this monster. Which, by the way, I never want you to say that phrase again. God almighty, that was gross. It was gross. <laughs> Just the phrase. He opens up the folds of the monster. Wow, wow, wow. You're right. It's bad 70s porn. <laughs> but I didn't know how else to phrase it. I know it. there is no other way to do it. Exposing the monster's sensitive brain. Right, and then you go right into 70s more. Exposing the monster's sensitive areas. <gasps> it's his most sensitive region. His yeah. creepy brain. And so then the jet fires at that Right, shoots a missile area. at it, blows it up. And the monster is done. It just kills him. Which, that I'm good with. I'm good with the monster gets hit in the brain, it's going to f- die. That's right. Okay. Like you said, the opening of the the end of... No. Nope. It's the only way it's going to... Like, you need uh, somebody... And the greatest thing is he holds it open and kind of turns his head like, okay, don't blow me up in the suit. Like, <laughs> Don't get the suit dirty. Yeah, not only that, but, like, don't kill me. We don't know if this is going to work. <laughs> like, I, I've never... I've never done special effects. <laughs> God, no. Yeah, so... Um, let's look up the... Uh, the... Uh, or, uh, Monster Minute for Powered Kemular. Go ahead. I'm I'm doing so. I know. I'm trying to. I know. Build time. Is that what you're doing? That's what I'm attempting. Okay. Not good at. We know this. He, uh, unlike his original appearance, Kemular was a creature that wreaked havoc on China 17 years ago. Kemular attracted the attention of winter after a farmer reported a whole herd of cattle disappeared the night before. Um. Okay. Sulfuric mist. Blah blah blah. In this series, Kemmler's back appendages are used to absorb sunlight and fresh air to convert it into poison. Sure. The flippy dudes. Uh-huh. uh-huh. In his debut episode, his name is given the alternate spelling of Kimura on screen at the Winter Headquarters. Oh, shoot, I never noticed that. I didn't see that at all. Uh, he is also makes an appearance in Ultraman Fighting Evolution Zero. Okay, sure. Uh... Oh, no, he does not. But if one looks carefully in the gas tank stage, a gas tank labeled Kemular Gas can be seen. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's Fair a little, yeah. He is 55 meters tall, one, or no, sorry, 10,000 tons. Okay. And his labeled. origin is the crater in the Kyushu Denai Mountain. Sure. Uh, beneath his weaknesses, beneath the appendages on his back, is his brain. Sure. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. And that... There's no other way around it. This doesn't. That doesn't make any sense at all. No. That you can just open it up and there's his brain. No, that makes. It's like if our heads flipped up like a, um, like a convertible. Yeah, pretty much. And then there's the brain. That's oh, not what okay. I was gonna say. I meant uh, like a this the step top trash can. <laughs> like if you bumped into somebody, step on somebody's foot. All of a sudden, the brain appears. Like, <laughs> oh, your brain. I'm sorry. Guy's hat flips off. Damn it. God, no. Be careful, my brain. <laughs> if I bumped this, I could have been killed. <sighs> but yeah, so, it, look, we're having fun with it. Here's the roar. Sure. That's it, all right. Yeah, that's it. Um, yeah. Um, so his uh, first appearance, of course, was uh, Breach the Wall of Smoke, Ultraman episode 21. Okay, don't remember that. We've at seen all. it, though. I know we have. Uh, and his latest appearance is New Ultraman Retsuden, episode 40, Legend Passed Down, Ginga Spark of Mystery. If you say so. Then I do say so, because somebody put it here on the Ultraman wiki. Fair enough. And God knows we love you guys, because you're the only reason this works. Because <laughs> I would, I don't know all this stuff. Exactly. Suit actor. Uh, no, wait, make sure this is right. Go ahead. I don't know if this is the Ultraman powered one. Or if it's a more recent one? No, this is not the powered one because it's, uh, it's, um, well, the guy's name's Japanese for one thing. Okay. I wouldn't worry about it then. Yeah. No, I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. Now, I mean. Yes, sir. I'm going to have a problem with this little fighting. And you say it really doesn't get any (laughs) faster. 
And I get come the back are fragile. here, old <laughs> man. <laughs> I didn't realize that they weren't allowed to punch each other. That's that's the thing. You probably could have gotten away with a couple of socks here and there if they were allowed to do it, right? Like, but no, you can't because you can't. Kids, it's kids TV in America, they, uh, you can't punch somebody. That's why G.I. Joe shot a million people. That's perfectly acceptable. You can shoot guns, not fine. But you got to use lasers. You can't have bullets. God, no. I remember uh, being so excited when the first G.I. Joe cartoon was announced. I was like, yes, it's going to be great. It's Cobra and all this. And then I'm like, why are they shooting lasers at each other? I'm like, there's one laser guy on the G.I. Joe team. One. One guy with an experimental rifle. And what the hell? Everybody has lasers. The frig is this? <laughs> <It was> very, <laughs> and everybody misses. These are supposed to be elite paramilitary units. And yeah, not a guy. Yeah. And it's just like, it's blindfold everybody. <laughs> We're fine. We're fine. <laughs> Anybody all right? Yes. <laughs> Remarkably, yes. <laughs> we shot down three planes and they just ejected right in time. <laughs> You're not wrong. You're yeah. not wrong. Yeah. And I know people <coughs> who live and die by that G.I. Joe cartoon and I'm like, it's terrible. It's terrible. I haven't seen it in forever. It's terrible. That's fine. I believe you. Uh, you know, it's, it's, <sighs> it just is. So next week, or next week, tomorrow. Tomorrow. Tomorrow on day two of the 12 Days of Ultimate. A quartet of creatures. Oh, ooh. ooh! Slow fighting. Four dudes. Ultraman sleepy pants will return. Uh, so yeah, rate, review, and subscribe. And uh, the uh, you know the holidays are a tough time. Uh, text or dial nine eight eight for the. Uh, for the helpline. Someone will be here. Four hours a day, seven days That's a week. right. Someone will listen to you. Exactly. The world is better with you in it. So, on behalf of this Yuletide edition of the Science Patrol, I'm Rich Connor. I'm Pat Rooney. Sally Forth, you guys. Take care, everybody. Bring back Bach. Music for this podcast is provided by Terminal Sunburn. Visit terminalsunburn.bandcap.com. Post-production by Casey Kittle for Faces for Radio Productions. Visit us on the web at ultramanpodcast.com or find us on Facebook. Our email address is ultramanpodcast at gmail.com. The Science Patrol can be found on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, and wherever else you find your podcasts. Please rate, review, and subscribe. Until next time, for the Science Patrol, I'm Gretchen Brooks from the Kaiju Cast. <laughs>